0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your Rosie podcast. Welcome back to A Rose in the Thorn, starring Chris and Maddie. Welcome back, everyone, to-, to episode eight. Is that
1: what we're at? I think so. Don't we have a few more banked?
0: Nine, maybe? I don't know. It's very confusing.
1: Single digits are hard to keep track of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so today we're talking about a 1990 movie, The Witches. Based on the Radao book.
1: Yes, because they've made a remake.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This movie was the reason that we started this podcast. is because we heard that there was a remake of this movie that was coming out. And Maddie and I had some thoughts. We had some opinions. We had some feel opinions.
1: It looks like shit. I don't know how else to put it, Chris.
0: (laughs) It doesn't have great reviews.
1: They have (laughs) panned it. And look, I don't mind Anne Hathaway. But I just, all the pictures you see, uh, it's not it's not as gruesome as the original movie is.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have that creep factor that this movie definitely has.
1: Yeah, and I think children need to be more scared. I'm sick of these movies where they soften everything up for the new generation. No, scare the willy out of them like we were scared. <laughs> be horrified.
0: <laughs> this movie was terrifying. This was so scary. But I think that's why we liked it. Sure. It's the
1: fear. Makes your heart race. Makes you feel like you're alive.
0: And as a six-year-old, you definitely need to feel like you're alive.
1: Well, this movie did that.
0: I looked up some of the reviews of this movie, and it actually has really good reviews from the critics, which is the first for this podcast. Everything else we've watched has been panned. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And they loved Angelica Houston. Fair. Which, correct. Who doesn't? However, Roald Dahl hated the movie. He said it was utterly appalling.
1: Because of the ending. Do you know what the...
0: He's a bit of a sad sack. Oh,
1: yeah. So do you know the original book ending?
0: I do remember it, yes.
1: It's very depressing. We're not going to spoil it for you now, dear listeners. You can wait the 40 minutes of this podcast and then I'll ruin the
0: day. (laughs) The movie is much happier ending.
1: Which I don't agree with. Make them cry.
0: Have you read the book?
1: No, I haven't read the book.
0: I'm not judging too much because I did open up like an e-reader and I think I read the first chapter and I forgot about it. So I have read it, but 20 years ago or something.
1: I've read a couple of Roald Dahl books, but they're so designed for young kids that I just can't read them now and enjoy them. Is that weird?
0: It sort of has a naughty humor to it, which when you're a kid is fun. As an adult, you're like... Mm. Shut up, you stupid little kid. Just be quiet.
1: Shut up. Eat your greens and be scared of rat witch women.
0: And me as an adult. Be scared of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. I read the tweets and they were talking about if you're, you know, really kind, exclude and you will become beautiful on the outside. But if you're nasty and horrible, like you'll become ugly. And I'm like, nah, bitch, I'm cruel, but I'm at least I'm fucking pretty. <laughs> I just remember that. And I've been like, fuck off.
0: jumping into this movie, it starts off with some very early 90s computer graphics, like a goosebumps green font, and it's panoramic fields of snow for no particular reason. Somebody's skiing, and then we're in what I assume is Norway, Scandinavia at least, and our protagonist is Luke. He's there with his grandma. Helga. Yeah, Helga, and she's telling him... A story about witches.
1: Yes, she's giving him warnings of how to distinguish uh, a witch from just a normal person. And while they're doing this, Chris, they're making candles. Now, I don't want to pick holes in the plot immediately, like one minute in, but making candles? Pretty fucking witchy to me.
0: (laughs) And Grandma Helga, she does know an awful lot about witches for Somebody that is not a witch.
1: Yeah, it takes on a fucking no one, love.
0: She's telling them that they're ordinary women, but the reason they always wear gloves, she says, because they have claws as hands. They have to wear wigs because they're bald. And they always wear sensible flat shoes because they don't have toes. So is she just making fun of lesbians?
1: Is that what it is?
0: It's just sensible women in sensible shoes in Norway. So it's cold. So they're going to be wearing gloves.
1: And they're wearing a wig because, you know, why do your hair every day when you can just put a wig on? Smart. And they have a purple tinge to their eyes. Okay, so they're like coloured contacts. Shoot them. Gosh.
0: So Grandma's telling this story about, I think, actually, Luke asks, how does how does Grandma know about the witches? And she reveals her left hand. It's missing her pinky. <laughs> I mean, for me, if I was Grandma Helga and I was missing a pinky, I would be bringing that out every chance that I got. Luke, you need to do the dishes or you'll lose your pinky, like what happened to me when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> Eat your greens or your pinky will fall off.
0: Don't believe me, it happened to me.
1: This little piggy went to market and never came home. <laughs> Grandma Helga is telling Lukey about her childhood friend, Erica, who fell victim to a witch. It's this, like, really long-winded story about... Erica's parents were really strict, but the dad sent her down to get a litre of milk, and she gets abducted by a witch and then trapped in a painting, which is fucked
0: up, Chris. That was the creepy part of it.
1: It's so horrible like this little painting of a girl aging in this in this painting obviously and she's like feeding the duck some days and other days she's just staring out the window it's like oh christ is there food in that little painted cottage what's happening
0: yeah so helga's telling the story and then she says at the end the girl just disappeared implying that she died awful luke's parents come in and sort of tell Nana off for telling him scary stories and then they're going out for a drive so grandma's tucking him into bed and gives him some little warnings about witches the next day the police arrive to Helga's house and guess what
1: what Chris
0: the parents are dead
1: oh my god what a shock (laughs) why is this such a trope in 90s movies that the parents are dead
0: I feel like everybody in the 90s all their parents were dead everything that I've ever watched dead parents
1: like was that a thing? did that happen a lot? And we just, you know, never happened to us. So we were like, oh, I guess, you know. Could though. At any minute, parents dead.
0: Off screen.
1: Helga takes Luke to England to put him in school because apparently that was the school that his parents wanted him to go to. And Lukey is outside playing in this treehouse, having a grand old time when this lady just rocks up and starts talking to him and she tries to lure him out of the out of the tree house to hang out with her by just producing a big old nope rope hey i just found this long boy would you like a snake now all little boys love snakes hello young man what a magnificent tree house did you build it yourself my dad and i did
0: I've got something for you here. Something I think you'll like. <gasps> Jump down and I'll show you. No. What? No, thank you very much. It's worth a lot of money. This is private property.
1: There's nothing to be frightened of. I just wanted to give you this.
0: I find him on my walk. Extreme. <laughs> it's so weird. Why does she go straight for the snake? Straight for the snake? And then when he refuses... Refuses the snake, she then like, oh, we'll have a bar of chocolate then. Shouldn't you start with the chocolate and work your way up?
1: Start with the chocolate.
0: But Luke's not falling for her tricks. He knows that she's a witch because he saw the purple tinge in her eye. Yeah. So he doesn't come down. He calls out for grandma, who I guess is now hard of hearing. So she doesn't come out, but then she does come out to call him in for dinner.
1: An old snake lady bails out of there with her snake and is just... Casually walking down the street talking to it, and now it's Luke's birthday, and Helga falls ill. And her doctor comes over and advises them that she has the diabetes, so she needs to give up sweets, stop smoking, and go and spend some time on the beach, and that will cure her.
0: What does the beach have to do with anything? Why did they have to go there?
1: It makes zero sense.
0: It might just be an old British thing of when you get sick, you go. Spend time by the seaside to get rid of your tuberculosis.
1: But is beaches particularly good for your pancreas?
0: <laughs> I wouldn't think that they're related, no.
1: Apparently this doctor thinks so. So they go to this beautiful hotel. Oh, no, sorry. Grandma on Luke's birthday, I forgot to mention, gives him a present of two mice. What were the names of the mice again?
0: Fucked f- if I know. I
1: forgot to write it down. Mary and... Sure. Mary and... Jim, Marion, something. <laughs> Faithful <laughs> listeners, text, well, send us a message about the names of the mice, because I'm not going to Google it.
0: True. So Luke's got his mice, and he's now going to train them to be performers, circus mice. Grandma gets diabetes. They go to the Beachside Hotel. Mr. Bean's there. He's the general manager of the hotel. At the hotel, Luke meets and befriends a young boy called Bruno. Bruno is motivated by food, I would say, would be a way to describe him. He's a little bit chubby, but, I mean, he's a kid. That's fine. And he's obsessed with the sweets, with the tea trolley, with the sandwiches, with the butter. He knows what he wants, and he's not afraid to ask for it.
1: I love that. He has a big monologue about how the sandwiches yesterday had margarine instead of butter. <laughs> and I I feel that in my soul because fuck margarine. <laughs>
0: At the hotel, it's decorated with artworks, with paintings as well. And one of them is one of the creepy paintings that Helga was talking about before.
1: Yes, because at this moment, all these women rock up and they are the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. What a name.
0: It's a big conference that's just arrived at the hotel. Must be big business for the general manager. So he's out there to greet them. And one of the attendees rushes up to this gorgeous-looking, perfectly made-up woman with straight black hair, dark features. She looks a treat and says to her, Oh, madam, you look fabulous. And she just responds with, Oh, welcome, Mrs. Dex. Nicola Cullen, I've been so looking forward to
1: meeting you. You look marvellous. I wish I could say the same for you, Nicola. Angelica Houston is a fucking queen.
0: So that is Angelica Houston. Um, she's trailed by uh, a little blonde, scruffy-looking woman who looks scared and panicky.
1: Dare you say mousy-looking? I
0: was trying not to, <laughs> as hard as I could.
1: I darest! I dare say it. She's a mouse. She's a little mousey woman up in Luke's room. A maid comes in and sees Luke's mice, and flips out. So the general manager, Mister B starts a bit of an argument with Nana Helga and I loved this. Nana Helga just immediately jumps on the line. She's like, Oh, I saw rats in your hotel this morning. And Mr. Bean's response is, This morning, you only arrived this afternoon. I loved that. I wish I could have interactions like that with guests where I would always just come out on top. Because he nailed that.
0: I did have an interaction with the Customer on Sunday like this, and I won.
1: tell me. Tell me all about
0: it. Because okay, so Sydney has masks are compulsory in indoor locations, and that's all retail. Some places are enforcing it, some are not. We are enforcing it at the bottle shop, and so a guy walks in without a mask. It's like you need to wear a mask. Oh no, I'm exempt. I was like, mate, you're not exempt. There's no exemption. So he pulls out an email with a pdf of somebody's signature and says that makes me exempt i was like that doesn't prove anything i was like you need to wear a mask i'm happy to provide it or you need to leave and so then he says he's disabled and then he calls the police on me maddie he calls the police
1: stop it go on
0: (laughs) (laughs) and when he calls the police station he says to them i'm being refused service at a bottle shop
1: yeah fair enough
0: like, do you think that the police are going to listen to him oh after my that?
1: Oh, God. That is so good. <laughs> what did the police say? Fuck off, mate. Put on a mask.
0: Probably. No, they asked for the phone number for the store and my name, which I gave to them. And then he was waiting around at the store and I said, Mate, you can wait outside for the police to arrive because you cannot be in here. Yeah. And then he left. So I won. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is so good. I really enjoy that. There are so many other bottle shops. Why did he, why was he hell bent on going to yours and spreading his germs around? I had a really good interaction with a customer on Saturday, actually. It was only early and this young, oh, this football player, he broke a glass and he cut his hand a little bit. So the RSA marshal was going out with the first aid kit and I saw that and I was like, ah, it's the first aid kit out there. I better go out check because i mean i did my first day very recently so i was like okay i better go out and just see if he needs a hand or anything you go there it's a tiny little cut and i was like all right I'll, i'll just deal with this cut you go off and rsa marshall elsewhere as i'm doing this this footy boy looks at me and goes oh well you should take me out for dinner for doing this and his friends are all filming me on snapchat i know so i just looked at him i'm like i'm sorry I only date threes or above. (laughs) (laughs) Cut him down. (laughs) he was mad.
0: (laughs) I don't date babies that need three people to look after them when they cut their hand.
1: Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Uh, I don't date someone that friends film them when they get cut. Piss off.
0: (laughs) So, back on track.
1: Anyway, so... So, because... Luke has had an altercation with this maid about having the mice in the room. He's taken his pet mice to go elsewhere. He's gone elsewhere in the hotel to train them to be circus performers. And he's hiding in this big ballroom and he's got a little bit of rope and the mice are all walking all over it. And he's like cheering them on, which is not how you train a mouse. But anyway,
0: it gets him out of Nana Helga's hair. So just let him play with the mice in peace. No problem. Unfortunately, the function room that he's chosen is now overrun by a convention of Karen's, the Society for the Protection of Children. (laughs) So they have all rocked up for their annual meeting. So all these middle-aged women take their seats, including the witch from the treehouse, as Angelica Houston walks in, makes her way to the stage, and tells them that they can start to remove their what their wigs,
1: shoes, shoes first? Because fair enough, first thing,
0: gloves and wigs to reveal all these haggardy, rat-looking tufts of hair, scary-looking figures, and that's just the audience. The main character on stage, Angelica Houston, she. Oh. When she takes off all of her get up.
1: I remember as a kid. Nightmares. That scene taking forever. Like it was so enthralling. It felt like it was drawn out for like 10 minutes. But watching it now, it's immediate. Shoes off, gloves off, face off. (laughs) It's a lot.
0: Instant. (laughs) Angelica Houston takes off her mask. So it just reveals like the skin underneath. She's doing her speech to rile up the fellow English witches. She wants every child in England to be rubbed out. That's her end goal. Every child.
1: Now, at this moment, a witch whispers to her friend.
0: We can't possibly wipe out all of them. Who spoke? Who dares to argue with me? It was you? I didn't mean to argue, Your Grandness. You dared to argue with me? No, no, honestly, it just was a... A stupid witch who answers back must burn until her bones are black. No, no, a foolish witch.
1: But I do Must sizzle into fiery flame.
0: A witch who dares to say mm. I'm wrong. Will not be vicious. Very long.
1: The devil. <laughs> Every child? That's impossible. Fair point, Chris. That's a big task. Also, if you're leaving the adults, they're gonna bang and make more kids. Like, this is not just like a one solving problem. Like, ah, oh, kill
0: them all, done, no more kids. That's. It's not how kids work. That's it. Start with the adults. Work your way backwards. Kill the adults. Eventually the kids will die out.
1: (laughs) It's so good. And then they just carry on with the meeting.
0: (laughs) She says, I hope nobody else is going to make me curse today.
1: I feel that in my soul when I bite someone's head off at work. I'm like, I hope no one else is going to push my buttons, (laughs) as if you're not in the wrong. (laughs) Angelica Houston, the Grand High Witch, starts talking about her plan to get rid of all these children which is all of the witches will take these bundles of money that the Grand High Witch has and buy all of the candy stores and sweet shops in England and then on a day that is yet to be decided they'll have a grand opening and all the children will come in and get free sweets and lollies for every child but in that chocolate it'll be poisoned with Formula 86.
0: Oh, I just want to clarify. Go on. That it won't be poisoned because one of the witches in the audience says, oh, it's a genius idea. We can poison all the children. To which Eva, Grand High Witch, she gets mighty pissed off about because then it can easily be traced back to the witches. Instead, all of the sweets have been tampered with, I guess? Treated? With Formula 86, her latest creation. What is Formula 86, you might be asking yourself, and you'd be right to asking, but luckily we're about to find out.
1: Eva tells them that she has treated the young boy Bruno, the fat boy that Luke was friends with from earlier, gave him a a bit of chocolate that had had one dose of this Formula 86, and what will happen to him is in exactly two hours. My accent on this is perfect, by the way. Don't even look it up. I'm nailing this.
0: 100%. I thought it was Angelica Houston on the line with me.
1: In two hours, he will shrink down. His ears will grow. He'll twitch and he will be a mouse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was about two hours ago. And she invited him to come to the conference in exactly three minutes from now. So right on clockwork, Bruno rocks up, knocks on the door. They all put on their wigs, their gloves, their shoes so that they look like regular old ladies again. Bruno comes up to the stage and pretty much demands his chocolate. I was promised three bars of chocolate. So where are they? All the witches are sort of playing with him as if they like him and laughing and laughing too long. And Bruno's confused and he's laughing. The witches are laughing. I'm laughing. I'm not sure what's happening.
1: He knows what he wants. This kid has been offered a thing and he has come to collect from this adult and I appreciate that in him
0: and they count down the time and poof exactly at the right time as Eva says he starts to transform into a rat
1: it's so a lot he's like shaking and screaming and there's like steam coming out it's pretty gruesome
0: for a kids movie so he scurries off the stage I think they try to step on him and the witches are celebrating their success. Uh, Eva says that they each have to come up to, their, to her room later to collect their money. And as they're leaving, somebody smells Luke in the room.
1: They smell dog's droppings, fresh dog's droppings, which is what children smell like. And again, accurate. I've smelled kids. They do smell like dog shit. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, kids smell like shit. So there's a hunt, the witches have a hunt around this room looking for the source of the dog shit and they find Lukey and he runs away back to his room to have, like so Grandma can help him but he finds her passed out. The diabetes has taken over and she is not okay. The Grand High Witch grabs Luke.
0: They grab Luke but he escapes and he... Barrels out of the function room. They chase him outside.
1: Yeah, go on. This is fucked up. Do it.
0: And he runs down a hill. The Grand High Witch is chasing him, but then she spots a mother who's asleep on a bench with her baby in a pram beside her. So she walks up to the baby, very sweet, and oh, what a cute little baby. And then just pushes it down the hill towards the cliffs to go sailing into the ocean. <laughs> Meanwhile, 20 to 30 witches are watching this scene unfold and are literally cheering along. They're running down the hill, having the time of their lives. One of the witches is standing at the bottom of the cliffs in her best Kate Bush drag. Long red dress, flowing black hair. Woo-hoo!
1: <laughs> we are wuthering, wuthering, wuthering heights. <laughs> yes, I love that scene. I shouldn't love that scene, but I do.
0: Luke catches the kid just before it plunges off the cliffs, but that means that he's then caught by the witches and they drag him back to the conference room.
1: And the, the witches force feed him the potion, 500 doses, which will mean the delayed effect is null and void. And he immediately turns into a mouse.
0: Yeah, a cute little white mouse.
1: Oh, he's cute. He looks like a little hamster. He's all fat.
0: (laughs) He runs under the podium stage to where he finds Bruno. Bruno hasn't even realised that he's a mouse. He's just busy under there eating some random food that he found.
1: (laughs) They go back to Luke's hotel room to talk to Grandma Helga because She's pretty chill and she'll just accept everything. And she does. At first she's like, oh no, my heart. Then, okay, I guess my grandson is a mouse and this is her little fat mouse friend, Bruno.
0: She had, while Luke was being chased by the witches, she was passed out in bed because I think the granddad witch had snuck some sugar into her tea or something. So she'd had a nap, so maybe that's why she was so accepting of when Luke came back as a mouse, because she was just refreshed and she was coming down from her sugar high.
1: I don't know about you, Chris, but every time I wake up from a nap, I am not willing to accept things. <laughs> I am less amiable when I've just woken up. Nana Helga is a better person than I will ever be. Luke devises now. Luke thinks of a plan of how they're going to defeat the witches. because He's going to sneak. Into the Grand High Witch's room and steal a bottle of the potion.
0: So all the witches, the reason that he can do this is because after their meeting, their successful meeting of turning two boys into mice, the witches have gone to the bar to have a drink. Uh, Mr. Jenkins, Bruno's father, is there and he is absolutely the worst character.
1: Oh, he's a wanker.
0: He is rich, white, entitled, middle-aged man. No. No. I guess he's hitting on... Eva, the Grand High Witch, and he's trying to brag about how he also donates money to children and he's part of the Rotary Club and she's a bit confused. (laughs) Our Grand High Witch, she's like, what is this children protection thing? And she almost pukes, just even saying the word children. So her assistant hands her a little bowl, which she could vomit into if she wanted to. Mr. Jenkins gets confused and thinks it's a collection plate, so he puts money in there.
1: (laughs) I do love that. (laughs) What what did he say to her? Oh, it's nice to meet another philanthropist. And she's like, oh, you collect stamps?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, Helga and Luke have decided to break into the room below them, which just happens to be the Grand High Witch's room.
1: Lucky. Apparently there's only two rooms in this fucking hotel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Helga lowers Luke down via her knitting, but the Grand High Witch's cat Lipshin doesn't really attack him, sort of just chases him a little bit. They distract the cat with Nana's knitting. Luke goes into the room and finds the potion, but it means his escape back up to the room is blocked now because of the cat. So he wraps his tail around the little formula bottle. And when the witches return to the room, hurries on out the door, underneath the carpet, before anybody can notice him.
1: But the Grand High Witch notices her cat Lipchen uh, playing with the knitting. So the grandmother Helga and the Grand High Witch have this like eye-to-eye moment over the balcony. And the Grand High Witch realizes, oh, it's an old adversary. And it's all it's a bit as if maybe she was the reason. Why Helga doesn't have a pinky, it isn't said, but it's kind of like alluded to.
0: Yeah, it's sort of implied that they've had a tussle before. We don't know what it was, when it was, or why it was. And we never do. So don't say, don't pay attention anymore at this focus if you want to know the answer to those questions, because we don't know. No one knows. (laughs) So Luke goes up to the room and debriefs with Nana. They go to see Bruno's parents who are having a sherry and a large malt whiskey before dinner.
1: Brilliant. Love that. I love that for them. I wish I was having that now.
0: That sounds like such a nice holiday thing to do.
1: I don't remember the last time I had sherry. What about you? When was the last time you had a sherry? I feel like it was recent.
0: Yeah, for me, it was not that long ago.
1: (laughs) I feel like you've been trying to convince me to drink sherry recently.
0: That would sound like a thing that, yes, that would sound like me. (laughs) They go to see Bruno's parents, who are having a drink at the bar. I wouldn't say Helga is very discreet with the way that she approaches Bruno's parents. She almost just lunges at them and tells them that their kid's now a mouse and throws the mouse at them. Mum screams, passes out, wakes up, screams again and passes out.
1: Look, Chris, how would you tell someone that their child was now a mouse?
0: I think you would have to, like, lead them, maybe drop a hint or two, get them a little mouse cage, what, you... maybe get them to watch Ratatouille.
1: You would just start making mouse puns at them?
0: Just keep bringing it up into the conversation. Warm them up to the idea.
1: Warm them up. Okay, fair enough. I was just curious. I...
0: You could say to them, don't you think kids live far too long? Like, 60 to 80 years is a long time. Mice, five years max.
1: Okay, foreshadowing. <laughs> anyway i understood where helga was coming from so point of the story bruno's parents hate helga now think she's a lying crazy woman and um tell her to hit the road
0: so they're at the restaurant now an easy segue from the bar to the restaurant where their next plan of attack is luke sneaks into the kitchen gets up on the back benches and over the pot of soup Empties the container of Formula 86 into the cress soup. Which apparently is being served to all these witches.
1: The special soup.
0: One of the housekeepers has gone into the Grand High Witch's room. I don't even know why we're shown this bit. Like, it doesn't matter. The the B plot of the movie is that the general manager is having an affair with one of the housekeepers. (laughs) Yeah, this is normal. (laughs) She goes into the witch's room and she tries on what she thinks is the witch's perfume but it's the formula 86 so she dabs it behind her ears and a few hours later she's got hair sprouting out from behind her ears where the manager tries to kiss so
1: i've thought about this whoever wrote that screenplay has absolutely done housekeeping before because yes the moment you go into a room do they have perfume yes i'm trying that on do you have a fancy moisturizer absolutely trying that a little bit of makeup Fucking don't mind if I do. <laughs> they are bang on with that. What, you're gonna tell me, Chris, that you've never done that?
0: I've never done that. No. When if I'm in somebody's dirty room I'm in and out as quick as I can.
1: Are you kidding? No. Oh Jesus Christ. If your suitcase is open, I'm looking at it, and now I'm going to figure out what you do as a job (laughs) from your clothes.
0: I am not interested in people at all, so no.
1: (laughs) I am not interested in being a housekeeper. I need something to do to keep my brain ticking over. Otherwise, I'd go mental. Yeah, fair. Anyway, (laughs) back to this movie.
0: So Luke's got the potion into the soup. Now he just has to escape out of the kitchen. So he runs along the kitchen bench, and one of the chefs actually cuts the tip of his tail off, don't they?
1: Yeah, now he matches his grandmama.
0: (laughs) And he's running out of the kitchen and he ends up running up the legs of one of the chefs to escape. The chef's there beating a moose. (laughs) Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop beating it. And Mr Bean is in the kitchen as well, hitting the chef. There's like five chefs hitting him, trying to kill this mouse. And he's still there beating the moose. Give that guy a pay rise.
1: I have never met a chef so dedicated to something the way this man was dedicated to beaten to whisking that bowl.
0: So in the restaurant, Mr. Jenkins has decided that he wants to eat the Crest soup. Luke makes it back to the table with Nana, says that that's where the, the formula 86 is. And as the soup arrives to Mr. Jenkins' table, Helga runs over, knocks it out of his hands, <laughs> causes another big scene again throws Bruno at them, (laughs) pours the soup all over the table, and all of the witches who have ingested the soup by now start transforming. Their section of the restaurant is a disaster.
1: Minutes before the witches eat the soup, though, the Grand High Witch's assistant gets denied entry. (laughs) Eva turns to her assistant and is like, What are you doing here? No, 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 no! You must go to your room
0: and prepare for tomorrow's flight. Yes, have a good flight. But it's our banquet. You are not here to enjoy yourself. You are here as my staff.
1: Go to your room now. Leave. I quit. It's not a major plot point, but it's kind of makes the ending make a little bit more sense. All the witches eating their soup, turning into mice it is bedlam the staff are incredibly quick to killing the mice like they don't even think wasn't there people in this room before now there are mice where the people were maybe these are people they're like oh no that's a mouse kill it kill it dead i want it dead i want its friends dead i want its family dead
0: it's mayhem in there there's Witches screaming, there's green smoke coming out of them, there's just piles of clothes on the floor, and there's all these mice and rats just running around, being attacked by chefs, being stomped on by managers, newspapers flying around. Helga comes in, she finds Angelica, um, sorry, Eva, and just, they have their pointing argument at each other. Eva says, I'll get you next time. Helga says, there won't be a next time. As she turns into the most disgusting little rat you've ever seen.
1: Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Helga grabs a water jug, tips it upside down on top of Grand High Witch Eva rat thing, which is stuck inside, and her voice is all well, like high notes through the glass. Let me out of here. Helga grabs Mr. Bean oh, there's a really disgusting looking like poisonous or infectious rat underneath this jug. So Mr Bean comes up with a, like a giant meat cleaver. And he's like, oh, yeah, that is that is gross. And then just like kills it, just kills this this witch rat.
0: That's right. And she explodes green slime everywhere.
1: Wouldn't that have been a hint that you're not killing real mice, if they're exploding slime at you. Yeah. I would have had questions. I would have had a lot of questions, but no one in this entire movie seems to have any, and that bugs me.
0: (laughs) So the next day they check out of the hotel, very casual, everything back to normal. Nobody's even mentioning the 50 or so missing women. Go back home where Helga and Luke have set up all these train tracks and toys that Luke can play with now. As he adjusts to his life permanently as a mouse.
1: Yeah, so he's playing with his playing around, and mail arrives. Grandma Helga's. Oh, what is that going to be? And looks. Ah, oh, yeah, this is um. I sent this. I sent this from the hotel, and it's this huge trunk. And they open it up, and it's just full of fucking money. Just so much money from the Grand High Witch's room, plus her address book which is full of all the witches in the United States so we can go to America and wipe out all the witches. (laughs) Nonsense. You're a mouse now.
0: How did he, as a mouse, how did he organise that? How did he get their address written on something to transport all this Louis Vuitton luggage to his house?
1: Yeah, you would think he would have needed the grandmother to help him do that.
0: That's it. She would have had to at least write something.
1: Yeah, he was only nine anyway. What nine-year-old has clear enough handwriting for postage anyway?
0: (laughs) So Luke now asks, how long do mice live for? Which, it's a fair question. Helga looks a bit upset and tells him to go to sleep. But luckily, somebody turns up at the house. It's Miss Irvine, the secretary. She's now a good witch. So she just appears at the house. God knows how she knew the address, and casts a spell through the windows, giggling, turns Luke back into a human, and gives him back his glasses. Luke calls out, Oh, don't forget about Bruno and the end.
1: The end.
0: Luckily she turned up to fix everything.
1: Well that's the thing. The original Roldarl movie the well original Roldarl book, sorry. The Good Witch never arrived. Grandma, Helga Tells Luke, oh, mice only live for another nine years or something. And Luke goes, ah, well, that's good because I want us to die at the same time because I would not want anyone else looking after me. He would be 18 in nine years. If he's not, he's 18 years old. That's actually depressing.
0: I do remember it was a sad ending, that book.
1: That, yeah. Yeah. The little kid dies. Awful.
0: (laughs) It was a fun movie. It doesn't have a lot of plot. Like the story's not that long. It's more like action sequences.
1: Yes, but fun. I feel
0: like everybody in the movie was having fun.
1: I was having fun. We didn't talk about it, um, but Angelica Houston's first outfit, when she rocks up in the hotels, it's this full-length black dress and when you first see her she has this beautiful purple lined cape around her neck and then when they enter the function room she flips the cape off and it turns out it's the train of the dress it just falls back and it's the train of the dress and that just stopped my fucking heart I was like who why don't I have one who designed that? How have I lived my entire life without pulling the back of my dress up over my head and being fan-fucking-tastic?
0: <laughs> she's great.
1: I think she's just fun in everything. Didn't she do Adam's Family after this one? That's true. Amazing. What a woman.
0: What a movie.
1: Okay, crucial parts. All right, Christopher, who was your rose of this movie?
0: Oh, sorry. I was distracted. I fell down a rabbit hole of looking at the movies that Angelica houston has been in. Oh, tell me all about it. None that I've really seen. So. Um, who was my rose of this movie? I mean, is it obvious to say Eva?
1: Okay. Why? Besides.
0: Why? Eva <laughs> She gets up there, commands the attention of all these middle-aged women at the function. She's not afraid to tell somebody off when they're doing something wrong. She looks fabulous the whole time. Fabulous. She, did, she didn't even do a little bit of, she wasn't even killing the kids. She was just turning them into mice.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I think she was robbed.
1: I like how the, when you say she was commanding a lot of middle-aged women, but they were all like middle-aged bald men because it was easier for them. <laughs> it was a
0: lot, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: makeup artist to just have like mauled men and dress them up as women she could command an audience for sure i'm gonna give my rose to probably should have learned his name uh mr bean the general manager of the hotel because
0: oh mr stringer mr
1: stringer thank you i really liked how he just didn't take crap from customers and i want to emulate that in my life and my work life. I also want to bang more staff.
0: <laughs> I would say he wasn't often in hotels. The general manager is seen as like incompetent, a, as a bumbling fool. And he seemed to know what was going on. He was in all departments.
1: Yeah. He knew what he was doing. We saw him checking in people. He remembered customers, what time they had checked in, what time a guest checks in far out. He was in the kitchen later whisking away helping set up rat traps I've never seen a manager or a general manager work so feckin hard in my life I agree good guy
0: employee of the month
1: <laughs> gold star okay who is your thorn oh I feel like we're gonna have the same one yeah
0: no I'm I'm gonna give it to miss Irvine the assistant
1: yeah, I heard you. My sh- my silence is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in stunned silence. The good witch.
0: The good witch, 100%. She they, We had no indication that she could be a good witch. We just knew that she was a little bit told off by Eva every now and then. Then, at the end of the movie, she decides that she's a good witch because she quit. And for no reason, stalks down Luke and... Nana Helga, who, for all she knows, could be quite happy with him as a mouse, turns him back into a human without consulting them, gives back the glasses, and then just bolts. Doesn't even stop for a casual "Hey guys!" No, unacceptable.
1: Fair enough, I get it. <laughs> uh, what's that film uh, trope called? They uh, are sex machina.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's why I didn't say it.
1: Yeah. Deus sex machine, or Deus sex machine. Yeah, the god of the machine. She just swoops out of nowhere and solves all the problems.
0: Yeah, like every episode of Charmed.
1: Yeah. I fucking love Charmed though. <laughs> I will forgive them. But yes, it's that. That is a silly trope and they could have done better. They should have just let the kid die.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess they wanted to have a happy ending. But they should have connected it better, the reason that she turned up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or Helga should have been out to devise a potion that would turn him back into a mouse. I mean, bitch was making candles.
0: 100% she was a witch at some point in Absolutely. her life.
1: She was a witch. No bitch makes candles by hand if they're not a witch. <laughs> take that shit to the grave. You can take that knowledge to the bank. That is the truth. <laughs> there are 7,000 languages in the world and here I am spitting facts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my thorn is uh, Mr. Jenkins, because I hate him.
0: What do you hate about him?
1: Uh, he was rude about them only having one tea trolley, which I thought it was just inappropriate. Yes, okay, maybe there's a bit of a lie, but they're not in the middle of COVID. You can just line up. It'll be fine. He bullied Bruno about being fat and not into sport, and I'm just not into body shaming these days or any day. He overtly was flirting with Angelica Houston, which I understand. It's Angelica Houston. Shoot your shot. But in front of his wife, and I just thought that was, that's just not nice. That's not nice. I don't care if you're having, you know, issues in your marriage. Don't. Then flirt with another woman in front of your partner. Not cool, man. Not cool. Get in the bin.
0: He was condescending. He was passive aggressive. No, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I hate him. I didn't like him. He's also a middle-aged white guy. I fucking hate them.
0: Did you know the guy that plays him, he was in Spice World, the movie. I just found that out what? now.
1: I was trying to figure out what other movies he was in. What did he play in Spice World?
0: Brian, which I don't know who that is.
1: Was that their producer? Was that their producer with really long hair?
0: No, was he the the coach? The coach? You know when they go to their vocal training? Oh! What's... Is that him?
1: I don't know. I'm looking it up now.
0: I feel like I have to rewatch Spice World, like, immediately.
1: <laughs> Can we do Spice World a movie for this podcast? Can we? Can we? Is that is that on bread?
0: A hundred percent, yes. I just looked it up. It has got terrible reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, spoiler alert, <laughs> I think we'll be doing Spice World soon.
1: Uh, what did you say his character was? Brian. Barry Humphreys was in Spice World, the movie? Okay. Okay, I found him. Who the fuck was Brian?
0: Ah, he was in the restaurant when they were doing flashbacks.
1: (laughs) An integral role.
0: Yeah. He was saying to them, oh, is that right? Maybe I'm looking at a picture of Flea World. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but we need to watch it and soon so we can find out who Brian was.
0: Okay. What did we think about this movie? At the end, The Witches. Do you think it held up?
1: Very good. I loved it.
0: I loved it too. I thought it was a great movie.
1: I think the remake has huge shoes to fill. Huge, sensible, black square two o shoes to fill.
0: I don't know if they'll be able to. I think it's just, it's too big of a, a role for them to be able to fill.
1: Especially because um Jim Henderson, Henson, sorry, he did all the puppetry for like, the Little Mice. So even though this was in the 90s, it's so good. that you watch it and it's still believable now. All the makeup they did for when The Witches transformed was it's spot on. It's beautiful. I think, um, I don't think a remake was necessary unless they've changed the ending. And I don't think they have. If people haven't watched this, absolutely put it on the list. Take kids with you, like bring... <laughs> Watch this movie with an eight-year-old and just watch them just be shit scared. Ruin their goddamn day.
0: (laughs) And please record it and send it to us. want to see that so bad. That's rosethornpodcast at gmail.com or send it to us on Instagram. At rosethornpodcast. I think that's our Insta.
1: Get in touch. Write us nice letters. I think that's everything. Okay. Well, I'll see you next week, Chris, to do uh, Spice World. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yes, it's a great movie.
0: This is going to be terrible. I cannot wait.